Bad, 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 bad. This is my cheap audio from me because I don't know what to do in GarageBand. This is the intro for Alchemist Revolution. Hey everyone, welcome to our first podcast for a healthy poor. Uh, the name of this is hashtag Alchemist Revolution. Uh, my name is Rick Reyes. And I'm Danny G. And we're here in the studio. And again, uh, first thing we're going to do is make a drink. And then throughout the podcast, it's going to be about a half an hour. Talk about fun things, talk about my life, and just talk about in general about mixing drinks, alchemist, mixology, bartending, call it whatever you want. And overall improving the quality of your drinking life. So what I have here is a raspberry sparkler that I made separate, and I have my own limoncello. The raspberry sparkler is basically orange juice with maple syrup and fresh cranberries blended with some club soda. And my limoncello is Mar lemons and lemon basil mixed in uh, vodka for about a month. Mm-hmm. A little cane sugar. And next to it, I have a tincture of my simple syrup, if it's not sweet enough for Danielle. And I have a fresh opened uh, orange juice right here uh, from a, actually a, just an open uh, OJ. You know, I've tried both of these separately, and I really absolutely love it. The, um, the cranberry spritzer, it actually reminds me of a mimosa and without any champagne but for some reason I still I taste it and I keep thinking oh this is a mimosa very festive and holiday cheer and a glass cool so uh, the cranberry sparkler is a nice deep red mm-hmm. and the limoncello I turned for my Christmas party um, a nice green so they mix to make a beautiful uh, light pink so here's to you and me cheers so we will be drinking throughout this podcast stir a little bit though. So here, grab that. Okay, so basically, um, let's talk about me for a minute. So this is going to be a little information about podcasting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but let me give you some information about me. So I've been in the bar, liquor, security, front house, back house, catering. Li- I've been around liquor for about 25 years. I think going on 27, I'm not too sure. I'm in it right now. I actually own Healthy Poor, so I do gigs here in Santa Barbara. I do down in LA and Malibu, and um, I have my own custom bar that it's mobile. And again, I'm starting what I what we call an Alchemist Revolution. Alchemist Revolution, throwing an f bomb on bad cocktails. Yeah. So if you go to my Instagram uh, or Facebook and wherever I'm at um, online. You'll see some of my videos that I made. They're really short videos, 30 seconds. Basically, you ever go into a bar and you walk in and the guy's a professional. He's got a nice apron on. He's got all the cool tools. He's got all these tinctures all, everywhere. He's got all the syrups. He's got everything lined up, ready to go. And you're like, oh, I just want this drink. And he spends five minutes making this beautiful drink. And it's about 15 bucks, right? 15 to 20 bucks, uh, depending where you're at. A lot more in Vegas, I heard. Oh, gosh, yeah, for just a very typical drink that you can get at like downtown sleaze bar but it's 20 bucks yeah so basically um you go there and he makes his drink for you and it's not good and you almost want to go you know what f this i didn't come dressed up spend 20 bucks for this drink and it's supposed to be the best in town and it really sucks mm-hmm. so i've been through that so many times and my level of flavoring and and expertise 
because I've been in the bar game for so long and seen it and done it all, and now I believe I'm on the top of my game, especially what I do in California. Um, Does I it have feel a, like it's complete F-bomb to the face? Yeah, um, and I just believe that you know you should be able to get a full refund. Mm -hmm. So I started Alchemist Revolution as my side thing to basically... Um, so it's basically saying, you know, let's make a good cocktail. Let's make a good drink. Um, I demand my money back. And basically it's stickers saying, you know, having the Alchemist Revolution on there, um, having uh, my hashtag on there. So when people look at it, and basically I want to hand out stickers and shirts, and you're going to put that actually on the bar. And you're going to put that on the front of the bar. And you're going to send me your photos. And you know what? Screw this. This is Alchemist Revolution. We demand good drinks. We're down with the shitty cocktails, so we're giving the F-bomb to the drinks that are really bad. And uh, that's kind of what it's yeah, about. Not in like a terrorist sort of way, but more like um, a revolt. Yeah, well, it's a symbol. F-bomb. People use F-bomb all yeah. the time. So it's a cute little H-bomb that I made. Yeah, and, uh, it's has adorable. A, has that alchemist on there. It's like a little cartoon that goes, nope. So basically, I have my drink. It's really good. I'm adding a fresh squeeze orange juice to mine. Yeah. And I'm I just going to swirl. Oh, that's good. So the citrus hits in this good. So we have a mix of fresh organic cranberries, orange juice, club soda, and then we have my organic uh, limoncello, and it just opens up with that fresh uh, citrus. I could actually use a little bit more of that pulp in there. It might be good. Yeah, you can squeeze it in there. Um, so what Danny's doing now is uh, she's getting my spoon, and she's going to muddle in some uh, orange juice. And she's making the drink how she wants it. That's a good point, actually, what I want to make is that, you know what? I suck as a bartender. I suck as an alchemist. I suck as a mixologist. The only way that I can make a good drink is if the person in front of fucking me, i.e. the client, you, tell me how to make a good drink. I can make all these great concoctions and have all this stuff ready, and I'm shit. Unless you like the drink. Because I can make a good sweet drink, but what if you don't like sweet drinks? It's all about communication. Yeah, so you have to talk to the person in front of you. If you're in catering, if you're in a bar, if you're in the best uh, gig in, in, in West Hollywood, you need to talk to the people again. And a lot of bartenders won't tell you this because mm -hmm. that's like giving up a lot. It's like I'm sucked unless you tell me how to make a good drink. But then again, there's a lot of egotistical bartenders that will just automatically take it as an insult and... You're maybe maybe where like the customers are afraid that you're gonna like spit in it or something. Yeah, you know what? It's actually the most beautiful thing. Uh, just last week I was making drinks and it was she didn't like it, so I remade the drink completely to see her face, having her be able to give me back a cocktail, mm -hmm. and me remake it completely different and give it to her. And she goes, you know what? And give me a thumbs up. She goes, this is incredible. And come back and get another one, is the epitome of our job. Mm -hmm. We gotta stop thinking that we're the best. We gotta start thinking that we all know it all. But again, like I said, bartenders won't tell you, um, hey, we are nothing without the client, and the client decides what kind of drink it is. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's been tested for 40 years, it doesn't matter if it's a whole line of ingredients that I need to follow through because the owner told me to do it. If you don't like the drink, that's it, it ends there. So that's the funny part about yeah. it. Well, that's a good thing that to know about you is that. At least I know if I if I do want to touch up my drink or have you alter in any way, you're not going to end up giving me a slop shot from the bar or something. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, that's standard knowledge. But let's go right into um, kind of why I do what I do and kind of mm -hmm. kind of what I do because, again, 
um, people don't really know me unless you follow me. So I've had a lot of followers on Facebook, a lot of followers on Instagram, and um, in the future I'll be doing my YouTube show after the podcast, and we'll be having hats and shirts and merchandise, and then we're going to get into a uh, full video, so I'm really excited about that. But let me explain to you kind of what I do. So I was that crappy bartender. I mean, when my first martini that I made, I was so nervous, I didn't use any ice. I put vodka in a shaker with vermouth and gave it to the guy warm and raw like that, and he gave it back, and that was my first drink. From there, hopefully, I've gotten a lot better. You made a lot of mistakes, but that's that's a learning. That's learning. I say during, behind the bar, actually, I said, you know, I love making mistakes. People like to laugh, and I said, why? Well, because I know where to go from there. If you never make a mistake, you don't know if you're good or bad. From a bad perspective, from a bad drink, I go, how do I fix it? How do I make it better? And I'm, I'm continually like climbing that ladder. You know, mm -hmm. I'm continually going higher and going, well, I can make it this better. That's why I use organic, fresh pressed juices. I do work at a juicery, so I have availability of a big machine that does a cold mm -hmm. press. I have a great all-seasonal farmer's market here in Santa Barbara, Southern California. We have fresh veggies and herbs I can pull from at all time, which makes so my organic infusions um, the, the best tasting you can buy. And uh, that's kind of what I do. I just got disappointed at getting a crappy drink, and I'm always adjusting myself on a higher level. How do I make the best drink? How do I make the best decor? How do I give the customer the best? And I never stop. So I'm continually doing new recipes, and that's why I started Healthy Pork, because you think about it, I start with alcohol that's 80 proof. So whatever the client buys, I like to tell them, I guide the client what good alcohol to buy, and then that's 80 proof. So that's a healthy pork because I do serve a lot. My drinks are almost 50-50. Mm -hmm. But I put enough cane sugar in there just to make it not sweet, but you can't taste alcohol. Also, it's healthy pork because it's healthy ingredients. It's fresh orange juice. It's fresh cranberry. It's from scratch herb pulled up from the vine and pulled up from the earth. And I use those, and it does make a difference. Mm -hmm. they have Time and time again, people telling me, hey, these are the best drinks I ever had. I can't believe this is the Manhattan. How'd you make the bitters? What is this? What's the whiskey? What's in there? Well, hello, using fresh fruits and vegetables in all my mixtures. Mm -hmm. Like, no, nothing synthetic, no GMO. Like, and, you, and you even are able to make your drinks and customize them for vegans and people who are gluten-free as well. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that 99% of my work actually is for nonprofit. I do only nonprofits. I do vegan animal rights companies that hire me. A few tech companies in town, but I found it more uh, rewarding to work with people who have nutritional uh, problems, like women who are pregnant who want to go out and have a good time with a drink. Um, almost at each of my events, there have been pregnant ladies who are so happy that 50% of my drinks that I make mm -hmm. are mocktails. Right. And I make my mocktails as good as my normal drinks. Um, and then we have people that are vegan. So if I'm going to make a Bailey's, guess what? That has to be no from dairy. Cast yeah, no dairy. Cashew nuts um, has to be uh, vegan um, uh, uh, almond milk. If I make a hot butter rum, I had I use vegan butter. So And there's people who are gluten, gluten tolerant. So there's mm -hmm. other aspects of that. So not only did I come out trying to make the healthiest cocktail... But I come out like a nutritionist trying to make the best drink possible. And to make that for a few hundred people, six or seven different specific cocktails, um, it, it gets a little daunting at times. It can be, but um, but it's nice to know that um, that it's a... Because I think a skill like 
good communication with your guests as well as culinary artistry is a great combination to have as, as a bartender or anybody in any industry. Yeah, yeah. Like it's being good at your skill, but also having the personality and the lack of ego to to listen to your guests. Definitely. You know, here's a little hint too. You know, for the longest time I didn't drink, mm -hmm. so I would smell the cocktail, and people are like, "Well, how do you know?" Well, just like um, someone dealing with wine, you know, I give the same respect to cocktails as I do wine, equally on the same level, because they're all handcrafted, they're all made. And they're up, they sit for a little bit, and they're all tasted and looked at the same way. I want the cocktails to be like a visceral experience. We look at the cocktail, mm -hmm. shake it around, see how it looks, smell, and then drink on your neutral palate. So you're going to drink water before you take your um, cocktail, just like uh, you would do a wine tasting. And let me know how it is. You know, If it's not perfect, I'll let me make it perfect for you. But I do believe that on the same level that you can get your heightened senses like that. So when I didn't drink... And I smelled it. I knew exactly how much percentage of alcohol. I knew if someone shook it, how much water was extracted from melting the ice cubes was in the drink. And I knew how sweet it was without even tasting it. To get to that level from not drinking and smelling it, and putting my nose in each of the customers. Uh, believe me, I have a lot of stories about that too. Putting my nose in the drink and smelling it and then adjusting it. It's almost perfect now. So, but that's what I do. What I do is, you can't have someone one year out of bartending school trying to do what I do. That's why I have 25 years plus of experience doing this. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're you're right. Just like a chef, you know, it's all about smell, taste, you know. And just go back to that guy in that bar who's making all these awesome drinks with all this. Uh, you know, he's got all the new tools and all the tinctures and all the bitters and all the syrups and all the alcohol infused. That means crap. It's the bartender. It's the bartender and how he is. It's how creative he is and how is his personality. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't even care about the drink. If he's cool and laid back, you know, yeah. if I'm talking about him, asking his experience, you know, not like he's some huddy-toity guy. And I go in there not knowing any guy. And I go in there not telling him any of my experience. Right. Even though I can run circles around these guys. Hey, I have my own business. I've been doing this for 25 years. Yeah, yeah, I keep going just saying that forever. You know, and I've been in every aspect of the bar tending business. But I go in there raw saying, oh man, it makes me great to make these drinks. If they have a good communication with me and they're, they're cool and they're funny, their drink can be shitty. I like the experience. Yeah. The drink can be bad, you know? Yeah, it's, and I think they, I think it's, I mean, yeah, the drink is very important, but I guess personality is important too. It's, you know, communication, personality, and artistry and cocktail crafting. Cool, cool. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, well, let's move on. So, I'm so going to. Um, 15 minute mark. So, Danny, how do you like your drink? What's going on? Tell me how the flavors are meddling uh, with what we're doing with the port. How you know, it's an interesting concept. Um, it's not something that I would have thought to do. You know, there's a lot of different competitive flavors here. Um, I, I mean, I really love both of the drinks on their own. And, you know, it's like I, I do. I drink a lot of limoncello, like so much limoncello, but um, I think I'm just, I, I'm really, I think I'm kind of wanting to cut it a little bit though with the, uh, the sparkler, because okay. I'm not really in a heavy drinking mood tonight. Okay, so you have your orange here and you have your simple syrup here, and I have a whole bevy of stuff, so Danny's yeah. doing in front of us. The sound you're here 
is us mixing up the drinks, is adjusting them, and making it kind of how you want. Eventually, what I'm looking for is a heavy hitter. So this is a lab that we're actually talking in right now, which I brought my microphone out to where I'm doing all my concoctions and all my simple syrups and all my stuff that I What I kind of simple syrup is this? In the kitchen. Um, that's just a normal, that's organic cane sugar that I mix with um, filtered water. Um, it's a good, strong mixture. Interesting. And just do a light squeeze. And boom. And this is kind of what you want to do for the drink, you know. So I'm going to give a couple squeeze of this pure cane sugar here. It's a little auburn uh, color. And so I can slowly, slowly sweeten the drink exactly how I want it. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what we're doing right now. Those are the sounds. I mean, it's pretty... I actually really like it. I, I think I was feeling more of the the cranberry sparkler drink tonight just because I wanted something that wasn't super strong, yeah. I guess. Cool. Okay, so let's move on. Um, part of the podcast that we do, we're going to break it up in about three sections. And this is the last one here. It's basically, I get a lot of information from uh, friends and family across the globe. Like I said, I'm on interest, uh, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, and I get questions all the time from my website too. So let me give you one from Ruben who actually texts to me. He goes, Rick, how, and Ruben knows me. Ruben's been to my... Um, Hi, Ruben. Hey, Ruben. Uh, Ruben has been to my... Uh, he's a follower of mine. I have a little grouping following of people that whenever I do like private gigs, they actually come down from hours away or maybe even 10 minutes away too just to, to find my drinks. So uh, this is his question. Rick, how is it that you get the perfect balance of taste for all your drinks? Question mark. They are not too bitter or too sweet. They're made in a perfect blend, and they're smooth, balanced drinks. Please answer. Hey, thanks, Ruben. That's a great question. You know, I kind of answered that earlier. You know, it takes years and years and years to figure out what is a good cocktail, I think, for me. But it takes two seconds for, like, you to tell me what a, what a bad cocktail is. And it's basically... I kind of, I'm kind of cheating. When you start with good liquor, and I can charcoal filter out all the impurities from from a bad liquor, so you're left with a pure spirit. If I use organic cane sugar or a sweetener such as from a coconut, or actually corn, um, no, no synthetic or white sugar, um, a natural brown sugar. If I use uh, filtered water, let's say, and make my own soda water with my own organic flavoring, uh, when I make juices. Um, and I pick only the best hand-squeezed fresh juices from the farmer's market, you can't go wrong. Unless you're a complete idiot and doesn't know what they're doing, you cannot make a bad cocktail. That's why I start out from there. I already have one shoe, in the, one foot in the shoe by making a good cocktail like that because it, you just can't go wrong. And from there, it's just a blend of what is good. Because we talk about limoncello all the time. I started making limoncello, and it was I followed the recipes online years ago, and it's from Pinterest. Let me just say those are wrong, and you got to redo everything. So when I started adding like lemon basil, and when I started adding different types of sugar and different processes, when I heat it up and cool it down and freeze it and get rid of the water that forms, you know, basic uh, bartending alchemist tricks, it, it it gets changed over time to where it gets perfected. And the reason why I I'm gonna ask you a question right now. The reason why I have these drinks that are perfectly balanced is because I do not stop. 
So each and every day, I try to make the limoncello better. So no matter what someone says about my limoncello, I, I stop and I readjust. I stop and I readjust. And I stop and I readjust. And I don't ever think that it's ever at the finish level. And I keep changing. Um, just a little side note. Uh, a couple of months ago, I had three sets of couples that were from Italy. And one I couldn't even explain. They were completely drunk. Yeah. They got an Uber home, believe me. I'm, I'm big about uh, safety and, and, and not drunk, uh, not yeah. drinking and driving. I really profess that. They said that my limoncello is better than what comes out of the factory. And that's saying a lot, especially from people from Italy who, who lives right next to the plants in, in, for making the limoncello. And I kind of thought that was pretty good. I mean, I'd like to say I make the American version of limoncello because I use American Meyer lemons found on this East Coast. And they use their Italian lemons that are found way over there on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And they made their version, I made my version, and it's interesting to get the feedback. But um, I hope that answers your question, Ruben. Um, I do have a question also here from Matthew. Matthew is an artist, and it just says, um, Hey, Matt, hey, hey, Rick, I use hibiscus tea a lot, and is there any way that you can mix his hibiscus in the core? Uh, Matt, that is a great question. Um, you know, I love doing any teas and uh, any dried flowers with uh, an infusion. Do you, do you know what an infusion is, Danny? Uh, it's it's almost like a tea. So yeah. It's almost like the process of making tea in a way. Yeah, so basically instead of using, like, let's say flowers and tea, flowers and i.e. water, you would do Flo uh, flower, flowers and flowers alcohol. And vodka. Yeah, flowers and vodka. So it's almost like a steeping process. Yeah, yeah. So that's the infusion, basically. Um, you can do the same thing with fruit, herbs. Um, you can put anything you want in a clear... Usually you clear the core because it takes... I think it accepts it a lot better and you don't... Or you aren't uh, confusing any of your liquors together. I think it like would, any of your flavors. It's a neutral spirit. Yeah, I think it would give a really nice aromatic appeal to the, the core. Yeah. So here's an example. Like if you want to go out and clip some rosemary outside, mm -hmm. wash it, and put it in your vodka, wait a day and tell me how that tastes. Mm. You're going to have the best rosemary vodka. Oh, but yeah. do the same thing with like a beet. What will happen, the beet will take on the characteristics of the vodka, turn it red, and the beet will turn white, and you get this great, strong beet and vodka flavor from it. Oh, my gosh. I remember your um, rosemary limoncello. That was killer. Yeah, yeah. That's a limoncello. We talk about limoncello. That's our favorite. We love limoncello. But I make about, I make a few hundred different recipes. In my mind, throughout my whole bartending experience, I've, I've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of drinks, and sure, hundreds of thousands of people. So even, even though we talk about limoncello a lot, it's right in front of me. It's what we're looking what, at it. Yeah, we're looking <laughs> at it, and I, I have like two, I have four gallons sitting here, along with a bunch of stuff in my freezer. But basically, it's uh, crazy. Anyway, so all this, you know, I love having this here because this is a lot of personal use stuff, and it's just fun because uh, I give some away for like just you know gifts, friends, friends, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it's really fun having all this alcohol here. You know, a lot of it's just a hobby for now, um, but you know I do bartend and go out and the, whatever the client buys, and I'm I'm, I'm in it for them, and uh, it's, it's a fun relationship. But let me get back to your question, Matthew. Um, so what I use, um, if you have a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's maybe, or I think uh, Lazy Acres, they sell organic hibiscus flowers, 
and hibiscus flower um, is a perennial that has a few hundred varieties but you want to get I think it's called a, a rosella that is the one that it's a rose flavor so basically if you grab a 1.7 liter of vodka which is a, basically the one with a handle it's around 10 to 15 dollars depending on what quality you buy um, if you get like a quarter of an ounce which is you know small amounts of rose petal or, or hibiscus petal and throw it into the vodka that will turn red automatically and you'll get the strong beautiful hibiscus smell from the vodka and from there you would make any drink uh, you would say with vodka you can do vodka hibiscus sweet and sour you can do vodka sour you can do vodka stone sour with sweet and sour and or it doesn't it doesn't stop you can do your hibiscus uh, sparkler you can do a hibiscus vodka martini so from there Matt all you're doing is infusing and if I replace hibiscus with like um, lemon basil you can same thing with lemon basil you talk, heard me talking about rosemary heard me talking about any vegetable carrots beet any fruit grapefruit lemon grapes or any herb uh, you can use and any flower any edible flower too from carnations to daisies will take on the flavor um, of the alcohol and but that's, that's something you can do by yourself Matt um, I suggest um, a real simple one is going to be hibiscus vodka and pour it over uh, sweet and sour sweet and sour is very simple to make it's just uh, like a cup of uh, half a cup of uh, cane sugar a cup of water and maybe a quarter cup each of lime juice and lemon juice you kind of heat it up on the stove until the uh, sugar melts you kind of taste it from there if it's mm -hmm. too sweet add some more filtered water if it's too tart add a little more sugar then enough tart add some more lemon and lime juice it kind of depends how you like your lime juice um, you can also put fruit in there too so you get a fruity sweet and sour and put that with your hibiscus and keep everything in the freezer mm -hmm. if you actually make the sweet and sour in ice cubes you're never introducing alcohol to ice and a lot of people think you should shake everything but that, that's actually not good because you're abusing the alcohol if you're spending this much time making everything organic and natural and, and fresh then why introduce ice to a to, mixture to dilute your yeah, product yeah. so you teach yeah. so you take your bit Matt you take your hibiscus vodka put it in the freezer make your ice cubes of a sweet and sour and you put your glasses in the freezer come combine everything you're gonna use about an ounce and a half of hibiscus vodka about two three ounces of the sweet and sour the ice cubes sweet and, and sour yeah, that would yeah. be great ice cubes sweet and sour or just have the, a martini up and putting the ice cubes of the sweet and sour in there and it's gonna melt and you have your perfect cocktail and the more you shake that the more you stir it the more you have a less concentration of the vodka and more of the sweet and sour vodka so um, Matt I hope that answers your question um, I don't know if we have time for um, one yeah. one more here we go I just have one more actually this is from um, my friend America and she writes hey Rick I'm trying to figure out a way to make Ron Pepe it's a traditional Mexican drink for the holidays so America yeah I know what that is um, I am part Mexican uh, Ron Pepe makes a liqueur and basically what it is the drink is um, the Spanish version of eggnog and that is basically with tequila so eggnog could be made with like uh, brandy it could be made with rum it could be made with vodka whatever spirit you want um, but when you make a traditional eggnog you have your cardamom 
your cinnamon, your nutmeg, and you have your milk or cream, and then you have an egg for mm -hmm. your whitener, your, your frother, and then you have tequila. Shake that baby up, and that's your traditional um, tequila. Um, it's called Rampepe. They actually sell it in the store, but that's full of chemicals. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that. I'm making it yourself. I will actually put a link below to one of my um, uh, videos that I put on Instagram. And in America, you can check it out there. I think we're kind of running out of time, so I just wanted to get your uh, question in. And uh, I'm going to show you how to make that Mexican. Uh, it's actually really, really good. The Mexican eggnog, I call it. Uh, mm, I love scratch. your vegan eggnog. Yeah. So when you do, um, America, when you do the uh, vegan, uh, when you do the eggnog, the Mexican eggnog, you can do it with uh, leche, which is milk, or you can do it vegan without milk. So you can make it a skinny mm -hmm. rampepe, or you can make it uh, fully leaded. So there's many different ways you can go with that. But I'll make sure that I'll put it, um, the link down uh, below into my Instagram and Facebook, and I'll make a lookout for that. I'll give you a specific recipe. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be it for our first uh, version of the podcast. I see your drink's empty. I know. I really, like, when we got to the bottom of it, I really liked the little chewy cranberry bits and all those extra little goodies at the bottom and the pulp from well, the oranges. The orange, I think having fruit around when you do your cocktails mm -hmm. is great. This organic orange squeezed into it really brought it out. Oh, it was really good. I can I, make I my that. I can make my my liqueurs and have it sit for uh, weeks, but mm -hmm. the last minute it all comes together. I'm really happy with that. Me too. So anyway, thank you everybody for joining us this evening. Um, Rick Rez, Healthy Pour, hashtag Alchemist Revolution. Yeah, guys, thanks for uh, this and is our first Danny, time. Danny G, thank Danny you. G. We're gonna be uh, improving and and making it better and better each time um, so find me on instagram it's a healthy poor one on facebook it's under rick rays but it's also a healthy poor the same with uh twitter it's a healthy poor and my website is www.ahealthypoor.com so all the information you need to find out there will be there and i'll see you next time thank, thank you thank you